welcome to the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating, and we peel apart the facets of real conscious love. I'm Andrea Atherton, your host and founder of Mindful Love, here with episode 108, talking about the importance of intimacy, the different kinds of intimacy, and why intimacy is so important in our conscious connections and our overall well-being. We've begun to lose our ability to consciously connect with people on an intimate level. And many times when people talk about intimacy, they think of intercourse or sex, but it goes much deeper than that. I'm going to share a little bit about my Mindful Love program. I have clients that come to me who are finally done with continuing the patterns and the behaviors and the thoughts that they can't seem to shake off through reading a book or getting advice from their friends. That's where a conscious relationship coach comes in. I can hold you accountable for making these changes and highlight the places in yourself that you may not see. I've had so many clients have aha moments and say, I've never seen it that way. And this affords them different thoughts they can place into action and get different results. So if you're ready to move beyond thinking about things or reading about things and ready to put some different actions in place, don't hesitate to reach out andreaatherton.com, place a discovery call with me. Now, listeners, pull up a chair, put your ear pods on, continue cleaning the house, or turn us up on your car stereo as we dive into intimacy, the secret sauce to connection. We live in a world now that a lot of our connections are over technology, Zoom, social media, texting, messaging, but it's kind of killing our ability to master the art of a real deep connection. It's like two-dimensional instead of three-dimensional. We often find ourselves surrounded by screens, but ask yourself, are we really connecting on a deeper level? Today, we'll dive into the importance of true, real intimacy and how to cultivate it in every relationship that's important to us. In my circle, we often say intimacy, into me, I see, because reflections are a mirror for us to know ourselves and to be challenged or have it reflected back to us is so important for our ability to see ourselves clearly. For the purposes of this podcast, we're going to go over four types of intimacy that deepen relationships. And not all of these are going to be appropriate for each relationship. Let's start understanding emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy creates a deep sense of closeness through personal feelings and expression. 
Being emotionally intimate means to be open and honest with your partner about your feelings. While you're feeling safe and secure and non-judged when you're doing so. This needs trust, respect, support, and deep acceptance. These are crucial elements in achieving this emotional intimacy, along with understanding effective communication with each other. It is so deeply healing to be seen, heard, in a space to be authentic without any judgment. Back upon a couple I worked with years ago, and they found themselves at a crossroads after several years of marriage. Seemingly, they had it all, but something was void or missing. I taught them how to open up about feelings and about becoming more vulnerable with each other. And they discovered the magic of emotional intimacy. They were able to open up hopes, fears, and their dreams for the future. They reignited the spark in their relationship that was so deeply missing. This learning how to truly connect lies in vulnerability, transparency, and being open with one another. The crucial piece to this is not about having all the answers for one another, but embracing the imperfections that make us human, being perfectly imperfect and holding space for that. Next is mental intimacy, the type of intimacy that revolves the quote-unquote meeting of the minds. It's about sharing your common ideals, morals, and your ethics. And you can explore and discuss them together. It doesn't mean you have to agree on everything, but the ability to engage in satisfying, challenging, humorous, and stimulating conversation and experiences is the key. Take note and listen well to others' interests, discuss them, and engage in activities where it is supportive and sharing ideas. This brings me back to working with couples who are able to foster this mental intimacy. Reminds me of a couple that started off with a long friendship. And they had a meeting of the minds, and it fostered a understanding of one another that kept them bonded. They had an unbreakable bond. Their late-night conversations went over a myriad of topics, from philosophy to life's uncertainties. But through these exchanges... They discovered mental intimacy and a connection that went beyond words that led up to a romantic relationship. This kind of mental intimacy is nurtured through active listening and communication skills, as well as being able to hold space for another human being to understand others' perspectives And it's these moments where you have a safe container to understand each other's perspectives 
And it's in this time that lasting connections are forged. Next is spiritual intimacy. And it doesn't have to do necessarily with religious beliefs, although it could. It centers around a shared connection to something bigger than ourselves or the quest for your dharma or meaning in life. Spiritual intimacy is developed similarly to mental intimacy about being open and honest with each other and avoiding judgment about others' perceptions about their spiritual connection. And being spiritually open can make a person feel vulnerable, as is these other forms of intimacy. Again, it's crucial to create a safe space and supportive environment for these discussions. It's not necessary to have the same spiritual or, or religious beliefs, because even in a very specified religion, people's connection to their own beliefs and how that affects their lives can be very different. I'm thinking back years and years ago. I've had a best friend since I was 15 years old. Jessica and I used to talk on the phone for hours years ago when she rejoined the Catholic Church and I was working with a spiritual women's group. She'd talk about her women's group and how she was seeing the world differently and feeling more connected and being a parent. And at the time, I wasn't a parent yet, but I shared my woman's group where we would have magical, spiritual drum circles and conversation. It was so great holding space for one another. This brought us so much closer, even though we had different experiences. The spiritual intimacy can be overlooked but it plays a crucial role in connecting on a higher plane. It is so powerful to have diverse beliefs, but rather than letting these differences pull them apart, finding ways to respect and embrace each other's paths and discovering unity within these differences. I read a quote somewhere, spiritual intimacy calls for acceptance and respect of our partner's beliefs, allowing us to grow individually while walking hand in hand on our shared journey. Last but not least, physical intimacy. Oftentimes when the term intimacy is brought up, physical intimacy is what people think about. And also, people may think it's self-explanatory. But it goes beyond mere sexual interaction. Physical intimacy can involve cuddling, kissing, sex in romantic relationships, while friends can also share hugs and cuddles in a purely platonic way. It can be equally as meaningful. For myself, I'm a very touch-oriented person, and I will hug and kiss my friends. 
It's also important to note that our physical and emotional sides are deeply interconnected. And if things aren't right emotionally, so if things aren't right in the physical intimacy department, your partner may not be receptive to the physical intimacy portion. I often see this with couples after the honeymoon period, especially with men continuing to feel that sex is the highest form of intimacy, and then women needing that emotional component in order to get aroused. Women's sexuality starts in their brain. When the novelty wears off in relationships and other outside pressures like bills and kids and things sneak up in a relationship, physical intimacy can start to become a challenge. But I've worked with couples and even the smallest gestures of affection and deliberate moments of closeness, they've been able to rediscover the power of physical touch and intimacy. Passion can be revived in a relationship with conscious intentions. Physical intimacy is a language of all its own, and it speaks volumes without words. While physical intimacy can be about passion, it's also about fostering a sense of security and closeness with a simple touch, a warm hug, or tender kiss. These gestures can speak louder than any words. Now, reflecting on these four types of intimacy, let's explore some practical tips on nurturing these in our important relationships. Number one, communicate openly. Learn to share your feelings, dreams, and fears with people you love. Facilitate open communication. This is the gateway to emotional intimacy. Allow yourself to be vulnerable in that trusting safe container. Number two, stay present. Stay in the moment. Learn active listening and be fully present when speaking with others. This fosters mental intimacy and that deeper understanding of one another. Number three, respecting differences. Be open to embrace and respect diverse beliefs and values of everyone around you. This allows for a deeper spiritual intimacy to flourish. Number four, physical affection. And don't underestimate the power of physical touch. Small gestures can make a big difference in establishing physical intimacy. Just think about when you've had a bad day and you've had a friend just come up and give you a hug. There are many different ways of building up these types of intimacies to support in the foundation of your conscious healing connections. If you're curious about more tips or working with me on facilitating more depth in these 
facets of intimacy. Don't hesitate to reach out. Find me on andreaatherton.com and schedule a relationship clarity call with me. Thank you listeners for listening in with us on the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating, and we peel apart the facets of what conscious love is. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening in with us, because I know you have a myriad of podcasts in which you can listen to. Subscribe, ring the bell, and leave feedback. It helps and supports the podcast so much. And don't forget to tell your friends so they can listen too. If you want to join the Love Anarchy community, go ahead and find us Love Anarchy Podcast on Facebook. You can find out more about my mindful love practice. You can find me, Andrea Atherton17 on Facebook, Drea Atherton on Instagram, and andreaatherton.com is my website. I'm going to leave you with my favorite short but powerful quote. Love is the only true power. <laughs>